Welcome to the Legal Toolkit, where you'll get the latest trends and legal business initiatives that help you manage your law firm every day. Hear from the experts setting the standards for legal, insurance, compliance, and tools of the profession. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Here's the host of the Legal Toolkit, Jared Correa. Welcome to the Legal Toolkit on the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for joining me again today. I'm your erstwhile host, Jared Crea, Law Practice Advisor with Massachusetts Low Map. I'm coming to you today from uh, lovely Studio B on the beautiful North Shore of Massachusetts. Low Map provides free and confidential consulting services to Massachusetts attorneys. For more information on Low Map services, visit our website at www.masslowmap.org or like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash masslowmap. So before we get into it here, I'd like to take a moment uh, to thank our sponsor, Carbonite Pro, providing online backup for your law office. Carbonite Pro backs up your files automatically and continuously so that you're always protected. Learn more and try it for free at CarbonitePro.com. On the Legal Toolkit, we provide you each month with a new tool to add to your own legal toolkit so your practices will become more and more like best practices. On today's show, we're going to focus on trial practice and take a look at the art of psychodrama and the law. My guests today are known as the Three Sisters, no relation. Joanne Garcia Colson is a national trial consultant and trial lawyer based in Palm Springs, California. Mary Peckham is in private practice in Denver, Colorado. And Fredlin Cezanne is a public defender and training coordinator for the Federal Defenders of Western North Carolina in Asheville. All three women are certified psychodramatists as well as trial lawyers. Previously known for being the title of a checkoff play, these three sisters have come together to provide resources and training for attorneys seeking to apply psychodramatic tools to their practices. And while we only have two sisters with us today, Joanne and Mary, we will, nevertheless, deliver the goods, as we always do here on the Legal Toolkit. Welcome to the Legal Toolkit, Mary and Joanne. Oh, thank Thanks, you, Jared. Happy to be here. Great. We're thrilled to have you. So let's start the discussion. Joanne, uh, could you talk a little bit about the importance of telling a story in trial practice? Certainly. Now, I, I'm sure as most of your listeners know, we as human beings, we're, we're hardwired for story. From back in our caveman days, we told stories through hieroglyphics until today, you know, with cable television and mass media, stories are everywhere. And the reason for that is because that is how we as human beings communicate, and connect with each other. Uh, people don't think in cold or purely rational ways. We think in story, and that's the portal through which we enter other people's lives. So for a trial lawyer, it's very important to tell a story in the courtroom so that you can grab the jury's attention, hold it, and bring them into the story so they become invested in it, and then the jury writes the outcome of that story for your client. So the more a trial lawyer can know about story and learn how to be an effective storyteller, the more effective they will be in the courtroom. Excellent points. Um, and so now let's turn it over to Mary. Now, you all, all three sisters, believe that psychodrama is one of the best ways to tell a client's story at trial. So uh, tell me, what is psychodrama? Okay, psychodrama itself um, is literally defined as the psyche in action, the sort of soul of a person, the spirit of a person in action. But the way that we lawyers look at it is 
exploring the truth of what happened through dramatic action. And um, this is definitely a show-me-don't-tell-me method. We, we, mm-hmm. Everything that we can talk about can be shown. And um, the psychodrama gets used in reenactments while preparing for a trial, working with the client. It can be work- used in the courtroom itself so that the jury or the judge can see more clearly exactly what happened. So it's about um, exploring the truth through dramatic action. And so we're not talking about just making presentations at trial. We're talking about something that can be applied to the whole course of a case then. Absolutely. The, uh, in fact, from my point of view, it may be even more important, uh, the, the pre-trial work, because it bonds you with your client. It makes sure that everything gets told, because one of the tenets of psychodrama is that the body remembers what the mind forgets. So by being in action, more things can come out when you're preparing for your trial. Great. Um, so, Joanne, let's turn back to you for a second. Um, Mary just mentioned this, but we talk a little bit more about why it's important in psychodrama uh, to show what has happened versus just telling what has happened. Absolutely. And and Mary mentioned one of the, uh, the key components that the body remembers what the mind forgets. So when you're working with a client and helping them... Uh, prepare and helping you prepare and learn the story if you put it into action as opposed to simply asking them to give you a narration of what happened. They will remember details that have been pushed into their subconscious that might be critical facts and details for you to present to a jury at trial. It makes me think of a a brief anecdote. A, Mm -hmm. A friend of mine was working on a criminal case and uh, they were reenacting an event, and they discovered through the reenactment that there was actually another witness that nobody knew was there. And when they discovered that in reenactment, they tracked down and found that witness, and it was the difference between the client being found guilty and the client being acquitted. Um, mm. So that's one powerful example of why it's it's very important. The other thing that happens is that when we put things in action with our client to prepare them, the story becomes immersed in us, and we become part of the story, and it helps our ability to then facilitate a witness telling that story on the witness stand because we know all the details, almost as if we were there when the event occurred. So attorneys who train themselves in psychodrama end up being able to train their clients as well, it sounds like, to be able to tell their stories better. It really does help uh, train the the clients better because it recalls all the details for them. It also gets them in touch with the emotion, which that's a key component to persuasion. Um, Jurors are not moved by a simple recitation of facts. You have to give them something that will help them find empathy with your client. And when your client is genuine and real and expressing genuine and real emotions that come from an organic place, that has an impact on jurors feeling empathy for your client. Uh, so that's a great segue, Joanne. So, so let's talk a little bit more about how psychodramatic reenactments can improve upon those straight recitations of facts. Sure. Um, when you put things into action, everybody in the group that is witnessing that event, it becomes a part of them. They see themselves in the story. It connects them to their own human experience. 
So it serves an important purpose uh, if you're working with a group or you're putting something in action in the courtroom. But in terms of working with a client, like I said, when they narrate an event to us, they might leave out very important details. They might leave out their emotions. And when you take them back and have them reenact that moment for you, it makes it three-dimensional. It brings it to life so you hear it, you see it, and you feel it. And those are three important components that you want to discover. Um, I would say that is probably the most important thing about putting it into action is it becomes three-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when most people think about a three-dimensional trial presentation these days, you're thinking about apps for the iPad. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but telling a story can add that three-dimensional element as well. Absolutely. Um, so, Mary, let's turn back to you now. Okay. Um, how do you use, uh, how does your use of psychodrama better connect you to your clients? Well, it, it does in a number of ways. One of the things that I find psychodrama um, is constantly reminding me of is the universality of human beings and their feelings. And I think that often when a client comes to a lawyer, there's this beginning hierarchical feeling, okay, you're the person that knows everything, and I'll just sit here and listen, and I'll answer your questions either in monosyllables or very short answers because I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So when you begin to work with your client um, in reenactment, they're suddenly the star of the show, and there's more an equalness there. They can become more connected to how... Oh, yeah, we need to make sure that we tell that in the story. Oh, I remember now. That's more important. And another th- another way that it happens is I had a 15-year-old boy um, who was going to be a witness a couple of weeks ago. And when I first just asked him the questions about what happened, he was in what I call usual teenager fashion. Yes, then this <laughs> happened, then that happened. But when I had him reenact seeing his mom be attacked by her current husband, he got very involved and remembered all kinds of details that he had not told before. And when we finally got into the courtroom, he was um, very um, alive. And, and I think that it really made the case. So it's about... We're all human beings in this together. So yeah, that's and, and guess I, I want to add just a couple of things to what great. Mary said, if I if yeah. I could, Jared. When yeah, we use this with our clients, it, it it becomes a co-creation or a collaborative effort between you and the client, and it also lets the client know you care enough to to want to know who they are and what they experienced and how it made them feel. Humans want to be heard and validated. And that is so important because the, the reality is a lawyer cannot win, most of us anyway, cannot win every single case we try. And sometimes the best result for a client may be the simple fact that they're a person, a lawyer, a group of 12 heard their story and they got to tell it fully and completely. That's right. That's excellent, excellent points by both of you. Um, how does uh, psychodrama make your advocacy more compelling for your juries? And, and you know, it's just along those lines that uh, we've been talking about. It makes it three dimensional. It brings the jury into the story, so they're not just being talked to; they are having an experience with you. Um, there's a author. Her name is Annette Simmons, who wrote a great book called The Story Factor. And she says that telling a good story is like a reimagined experience. 
So you're going to tell that story, and it's helping the jury experience that story on a visceral level because they become part of it. So when you can invest your jury into the story and they become part of it, they then want to write the ending that's going to give justice to your client. At least that's what you're hoping for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so now that we're talking about uh, uh, groups involved in the process, getting people invested, does psychodrama allow you to gain perspective into the points of view of others uh, participating in the trial, witnesses, judges, et cetera? Is it helpful there also? Yes, this is Mary speaking. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. One of the, what's called the engine that drives psychodrama is reversing roles with another. When um, you're doing an actual reenactment and you want your client to reverse roles with someone else in the story, you literally have them change positions and move into the position where the other person was standing. In a trial setting, you, the lawyer, will reverse roles in your mind because you want to think ahead. Well, how do I think the judge is taking this? Let me see if I were sitting in that chair what I would be thinking. Let me think about how this witness is responding. If I were sitting in that chair and had that question put to me and I had the same background as this person, how would I respond? You're reversing roles with the with the jury constantly and psychodrama itself gives you a lot of practice with taking the role of another person, which is, is sometimes very interesting because it might not be anywhere close to what you have. But once you've got that information, then you can um, go forward in a more um, creative way. So it's, it's all about reversing roles, I guess is what I would say. And reversing roles is the absolute most difficult thing to learn to do because it's very hard for us to set aside our own egos and inhabit the role of someone else. And it takes a lot of practice, but the more you do it, the more effective you become at it and the the more skilled you become at your ability to communicate with others. Yep. And, and if you're listening out there and you hadn't heard of psychodrama yet, you were in the same boat I was a few months ago. But uh, an attorney from Massachusetts, colleague of mine who I respect very much, told me about the three sisters, and I've learned a lot since then. As you can see, lots of valuable stuff for trial lawyers here and good information in the first half of the podcast. I say first half because we're going to take a short break here. But when we come back, we're going to have more with two of the three sisters. And before we do return, we're going to get a word from our sponsors, Carbonite Pro and Katuno Court Reporting. A computer disaster is devastating. Imagine losing your client files and billing records. That's why more law offices are using Carbonite Pro online backup. With Carbonite Pro, your files are backed up automatically, so it really gets done, and continuously. They're stored securely and safely off-site. Plus, each employee can access their backed-up files from any computer or on their smartphone with a free app. Prices start at just $10 a month. Start your free one-month trial at CarbonitePro.com. That's CarbonitePro.com. The business of law is changing. Don't let compliance and security concerns weigh you down. Catuno Court Reporting and Stantel Transcription have the solutions with their legal toolkit. Need access to your case files anywhere? Our compliance solutions keep you connected anytime and from anywhere. Find out more at Catuno.cc. That's C-A-T-U-O-G-N-O dot C-C. Or call 888-228-8646. 
Want to stay in touch with the Legal Talk Network and get our shows automatically? RSS provides home delivery. You don't have to remember where to click. The good stuff comes right to you automatically and free. Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and hit the RSS button at the top of the page. It says our podcast feeds. Now you'll be all set. All right, let's get started up again here with a discussion of psychodrama for the trial lawyer on the Legal Toolkit on Legal Talk Network. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, today, my guests are two of the three sisters, Joanne Garcia Colson and Mary Peckham. Uh, they've given us some great information in the first half of the show here, and we're going to continue in the second half. So let's uh, return to the questions, and Joanne, we'll start with you. What other aspects of the practice might attorneys find improved through the use of psychodramatic tools, other than what we've already talked about? Yes. Another thing that really comes to life and, and is helpful when you put something into action is preparing uh, discovery plans. When, mm-hmm. If you start out at the very beginning of your case and you uh, use the tools of psychodrama to explore the story and the events that happened to your client, it will help you generate um, topics, questions, uh, things you need to do in the discovery process, witnesses that you might want to depose, uh, help you shape that discovery plan so that it is much more valuable to you rather than just, you know, getting on your computer and pulling up a stock list of um, document requests. Because you can narrow it and tailor it specifically to what information you need to prove your case. So that's one area that is definitely uh, improved through the use of psychodrama. Uh, it also, like we've said, improves your relationship with your client. It can help you shape your examinations of your witnesses to tell aspects of the story that you've discovered through reenactment. So I would say it helps not only your discovery preparation, your witness preparation, all your pretrial preparation is really improved when you use these methods. And that's, if, that's I could, if, mm-hmm. if I could yeah, add on just a couple more things, which we may have touched on, but um, one of the really important things is that when you get into the trial is that you immediately um, make a connection with the jurors through the voir dire. And when you have, because you've had a lot of experience, hopefully, with reversing roles, you're going to start a conversation with the jurors rather than, you know, okay, do you believe you can follow the law? You understand the principles of the law and that tedious go around. Um, and another ask, and, and, and having psychodrama, it's not that you're doing a reenactment in the voir dire, but you're just constantly listening carefully to the jurors and responding appropriately, which I think is a huge skill that psychodrama can enhance. Yeah, it becomes human interaction and communication instead of uh, a lawyer using legal jargon to cross-examine or interrogate potential jurors. Right. And another thing is that we may not often think about is that psychodrama is a great um, tool to prepare for mediation because... Um, I myself just completed a course on being a mediator last um, summer, and it's interesting from the mediator's point of view, they're trying to find some kind of common ground. Well, if you have done a lot of psychodramatic work with your client, then you're 
knowledge of the case is hugely enlarged from a a Mm. mere, okay, these are the facts, this is what we want, because there sometimes are solutions that aren't readily apparent until you've spent a lot of time um, exploring what's going on. Great points. Now, Mary and uh, Joanne, you do run trainings uh, for psychodrama, and you do it in groups. Uh, Mary, why is it helpful for attorneys to learn psychodramatic techniques in a group setting? Well, let's see. I'll start. The the norm, I believe, for lawyers is to work either alone or with one or two other like-minded people. We sit and we think and we think, and then we might check it out with our um, colleagues or a few friends. A group setting uh, gives us so much more information because in a psychodramatic reenactment, there's a section afterwards that's called sharing where um, people say what in their own lives um, this action reminded them of. And that's a further connection between the client and all the people that came to watch the reenactment. So there's all kinds of different points of view that we don't have access to as individuals. And when we're in a group setting, we it just goes so much faster. We we gather mm-hmm. a lot of information, and then there's a kind of a synchronicity of energy that comes there, too. So mm-hmm. we have our, our trainings in group sessions. We're trying to constantly encourage people who come to our trainings to have groups around them. And there's all kinds of different groups that you can have. They don't have to all be lawyers. They can be family members. They can be, you know, neighbors. They can be anything because, once again, it's all about human beings trying mm-hmm. to figure out what would be just for another human being. Absolutely. Um, Joanne, let's turn back to you for a second here. Um, so what resources might interested attorneys choose to access if they want to learn more about psychodrama? You've talked about Annette Simmons' book. Any other places they can go? There, there are books out there. Uh, most books on psychodrama are written really geared towards mental health professionals. Um, I will do a shameless plug for a book that uh, Mary and our other sister, Fredolin, have written called Trial in Action, The Persuasive Power of Psychodrama. And it really talks about the main fundamental tools of psychodrama, how lawyers use them, and takes the reader step-by-step step, uh, through the process showing them what tools to use, and how they can specifically use them in preparation and as well as in all aspects of the trial presentation. There's also a website uh, for the um, American Society of Group Psychotherapy Psychotherapy and and Psychodrama, and they have a bunch of resources on their website that list different uh, psychodramatists around the country, different training programs that lawyers can uh, could go to and participate in. Now, most of those programs, however, are going to be geared towards doing your own personal work, which is extremely important. Because mm-hmm. if you don't understand yourself and your own story, it makes it very difficult to be able to understand anybody else's story or to tell their story. So there's another resource. We provide specific programs for trial lawyers using the tools of psychodrama and how they apply to various aspects of trial practice. For example, next month we're doing a program specifically for women called the Women's Trial Boot Camp where it goes through some aspects of psychodrama and the tools and helps the women lawyers who will be in attendance improve their skill with psychodrama and uh, give them an opportunity to meet other female lawyers who use these methods. 
Then in August, we're doing one specifically on story in Portland, Oregon. And in October, we're doing one on Vordire. And in all of those, we do use the tools of psychodrama and, uh, and teach those. Great. Lots of places to go. And uh, Joanne, there's no such thing as a shameless plug on the show. You heard me talking about Carbonite before, right? Yeah. I unabashedly love Carbonite. Good. <laughs> so that'll do it for this episode of the Legal Toolkit. Remember that you can check out all of our shows at LegalTalkNetwork.com. Big ups to all our guests today. I have to say thank you both for coming on the show, um, Joanne and um and Mary, we really appreciate it. Um, if any of our listeners want to find out more about the Three Sisters, how would they go about doing so? Our website is www the then the number three sisters dot org. Great, lots of info there. I know I've been to the site a few times myself. Um, you've guest posted to our blog at LowMap, and we'll be publishing another of your guest posts coming up here as well, so people can look out for that. Also, um, so thank you both very much for being on the show today. Great show. And uh, the rest of you out there listening in Internet Radio Land, don't forget to join us next time when we'll have another great podcast here on The Legal Toolkit. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to The Legal Toolkit. You can subscribe to the RSS feed and hear Jared every month right here on the Legal Talk Network. Are you looking for a podcast that was created for new solos? Then join me, Adriana Linares, each month on the new solo podcast. We talk to lawyers who have built their own successful practices and share their insights to help you grow yours. You can find New Solo on the Legal Talk Network or anywhere you get your podcasts.